Today's program is brought to you by Magic Mind, the world's first productivity drink. Well, that's a bold claim, but this is a bold drink that fits all its essential ingredients into a two-ounce shot. Proven ingredients like lion's mane for memory, elasticity, cordyceps mushrooms for natural energy, and essential hormones like vitamin D3. Did you know that roughly 80% of Americans are vitamin D deficient? Another reason to make Magic Mind a part of your morning routine, or evening, I don't judge. Whatever you do at night is your business. Just make Magic Mind a part of it. Now here's some things they asked me to say. A two-ounce shot gives you five to seven hours of sustainable productivity. Our magical combinations of 12 active ingredients, including nootropics and adaptogens, is scientifically designed by experts to improve energy, focus, mood, productivity, and decrease stress. Carbon Neutral USA startup based in Silicon Valley, so far we've helped over 5,000 people with procrastination, fatigue, brain fog, ADD, and much more. More info can be learned at magicmind.co slash learn and at magicmind on Instagram. 10% off if you enter your email, plus additional discounts if you get a subscription. Once again, magicmind.co. Try it for two weeks and feel the difference for yourself. To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. You know, I probably had COVID like 74 times. I have no clue and I don't care. Everybody likes Blanche. Because Blanche was a pig who took it. Did you smell your poop? Did you learn anything? Did you read about the dog story? What the f*** is my ex-girlfriend who I despise calling me? A lot to blame on the news. It's a lot to blame on Anthony Fauci, that Italian leprechaun. Almost like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself! Jair, PositiveSarcasm.com, recorded here from the Spare Parts Studios. Like, subscribe, share, donate, PositiveSarcasm.com, slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. If you want to find me on Instagram, you can at Positive underscore Sarcasm. If you want to find me on Facebook, you can at Facebook.com slash POS Sarcasm. If you want to find my website, I'm at PositiveSarcasm.com. You can find me there. If you want to email me directly, you can. PositiveSarcasm at Outlook.com. If you want to support the podcast or anything else PS related, you can. Positive Sarcasm sarcasm.com slash donate any amount is appreciated but of course since the government is auditing right now anything over six hundred dollars or more well make sure that you do your donations at 599 dollars and then add and then do another donation of one dollar otherwise i will get an automated a generated letter from the federal government asking me where did that money come from did you go pay your little taxes you know, because storming the capital deserves the sequel. Anyways, moving on. I hope that you guys have already finished your shopping for Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or uh, January 6th, whatever the hell it is. As long as uh, it's best to be. I'm, I'm out there. I was out there a little bit today doing a couple things. And, of course, whenever you're, um, whenever you're doing your grocery shopping or grocery shopping. Yeah, this makes sense, too. Whenever you're doing your holiday shopping or your grocery shopping, it always makes sense to hit up New Hampshire State Liquor Stores. New Hampshire State Liquor Stores, which I've talked about before in the podcast, and I'll say it again, they are probably the best liquor stores in the country because you walk in there, and it's essentially like Sunday at church. You walk in there, there's glass everywhere. It's all shiny and shit, bright lights. Ha, 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 ha. You walk in there. It's 
it's a lot of fun and the selection is out of control and they don't necessarily beat you over the head with new hampshire selections there's stuff from all over the place but it is a beautiful beautiful thing it's it is proof that some state run things can be actually pretty decent mm. excuse me it's a pretzel type of day i've been enjoying pretzels a lot more i've been influenced terribly um what are we going to start off with first? I got a couple class action lawsuits I want to talk to. Maybe get back to the roots of my Q&A. Uh, but you know what? I just want to – I'm really just in the mood to actually um, – I actually do want to just start off – I haven't done this in a while. I haven't done the Instagram segment, and I want to just – I want to start off with some silly stuff. I want to actually start off with some stuff that will offend people. So let's just go ahead and uh, let's do that. Let me go ahead and just open up the second uh, thingy here because, you know, I got a producer on this podcast. Um, but he only sends me articles. He actually doesn't work with me. So there we go. Let's just go ahead and do that. I've got a couple here. Here we go. Let's start with this one. It's not a boy hole or a girl hole or a lady hole. It's a man hole. Men go down to work there. And there's always one man outside to help. Well, there you go. See? Man hole. Men go down there. Men go down there. There you go. Okay. Moving hole on. Or a girl hole. Or a... You know, it's a manhole. Men go down there. Uh, let's see. What is this one? Oh, God. I, you know what? It's got a black screen. I don't want to. How about this one? This one's pretty good. Celebrate our differences. We got to celebrate our differences. Ooga booga doo. Ooga booga doo. We got to celebrate. That was courtesy of MTV2 when we had to celebrate our differences back in the late 90s, early 2000s. They thought it was a really good idea to <laughs> portray the birth of all people from Africa as an ooga booga boo, ooga booga doo. That was a great plan. Great plan. That's what I'm sure a bunch of white people fucking thought that through. That sure that had no input whatsoever from anybody with a uh, skin color darker than French vanilla. So there's that. Um, let's see. Oh, let's go ahead and upset some midgets. This is kind of fun. There we go. <laughs> I love it. That's one of my, I'm going to hang on to that one for a while. And then, of course, everyone's favorite, Greta Thunberg. I would say that more than 90% of my clothes are clothes that I have been given uh, from other people, like family members, friends, classmates, and um, because I don't, I don't buy new things. And also, I am short, which means that when people grow out of their old clothes, they can give them to me, which is convenient for me. And okay, so you don't buy clothes. Hold on. You don't buy clothes. You, they're given to you. Okay, so you wear used things. What does that mean? You know, I have certified pre-owned Italian lo uh, loafers. I didn't kill another cow to make them. My my Both of my cars are, are used. So I bought my stuff. You didn't. So that just makes you a freeloader. Because you just take free shit from people. I take free shit from people too, but you know, I also pay for them, and then I I pay I I you know I'll you know I'll give they do me give me stuff, I give them stuff, 
or I go and I, I like pre-owned stuff. Why would I buy a brand new pair of loafers or a brand new car when I can buy a, a, a pre-owned one? Or if I am buying clothes, I'm not spending $90 on a fucking t-shirt. I spend like maybe six bucks. Um, I don't, I don't know what that, what, what parts of the world or what better future you're making for our children, but it doesn't start with that ugly ass sweater and that stupid autistic face of yours. I really don't, uh, I don't see any value. Like this fucking girl is going to be the death of me. She's going to be the death. I'm like, I've said before that you do not want this girl in charge of anything, nothing. You don't want this woman in charge of anything because she is, um, I could totally see her in a brown uniform leading us to a death camp. Um, should I talk about the Jews in a little bit? Maybe I should. I don't know. Um, let's see. Let's move on here. Uh, we talked about the airport thing a while back. Oh, um, <laughs> let's see. Let's do something else to piss people off. Um, here we go. Let's see here. Uh, where's my monitor? Let's just have a little fun here. So I haven't had a chance to look at this stuff lately. Here we go. This looks like a ton of fun. This is in, uh, I don't know where this is, but we're going to definitely put some music in. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody wang chong tonight. There you go. <laughs> okay, so hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. So fight breaks out here. Okay. That guy's holding a bottle. This pan is hot as shit. Uh, this person's getting punched over here. There's a person's leg. Oh, wait, nope. This lady's like, fuck it, I'm out. Wait, oh, okay, that had food in it, and now that food's here. Wait, oh, okay. Oh, that's soup. That's like a broth, I think. It's like a beam and bop or something like that. Okay, so that's gotten thrown. Um, this person is apparently still eating their food. And then this lady's still trying to get the fuck out of there. Come on, come on. What is she, like, waiting in water or something? Wait, oh, these people are fighting. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, look at that. Look at all that shit right there. That's a broken thingy. And this person's about to throw a punch. Uh, it does, ooh, Nope, it didn't work out. And then this person's coming over here. Somebody, is that a chair? That's a chair. That's a chair. Is this person finally left? Oh, they're like, they're just filming, I think. And then this person, he's about to grab something. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Break that chair over your fucking... Okay, so there was... There was a little bit of that chair left. And then he's about to... And then he does. And then... Fuck it. This is amazing. So there is that. You gotta take that into consideration. That was fun. I enjoyed that. And then there was this really... Um... I love this commercial right here, actually. <laughs> Hello. 
For those of you who are just listening to this podcast, you have to request this from me on Instagram or check out the video version of this podcast available on Rumble at Positive Sarcasm. Shooting bitches. Steroids. Uh, Indo ice cream. Hmm. Indo ice cream. Huh? Indo ice cream. Yeah. Indo ice cream Nusantara. <laughs> Indo ice cream. Is that an actual? Let's see, I N D O, ice cream. Let's look that up. Hold on a second. Um, Indo food ice cream. Oh, it's an actual thing. Hold on. Crazy Indonesian ad. Okay, so Indonesian ice cream. Let's check this shit out. Ooh, look at that. What is that? It's a chocolate-flavored donut ice cream. Cool, cool donut chocolate. Look at all these flavors. Cool, cool donut strawberry cheesecake. Cool, cool igloo vanilla. Cool, cool... What is that? Cheese-flavored? Ice cream with a cheese flavor. Okay. Cool, cool igloo chocolate. All right. Cool, cool fruity grape. This is a nice website. Crudo fluby baby... Blueberry, grape berry, lychee strawberry, tropical, juicy, chocolate nuts, rocks, vanilla nut. These things look amazing. Tam Tam Choco Vanilla Chips, Strawberry Chips, Tam Tam Chocolate Caramello. What is that? That's a loaf of bread. That is literally a loaf of bread. Look at that. That's a fucking piece of... What is belly... Oh, that's the WhatsApp. Never mind. That is, yeah, that's a piece of white bread with Neapolitan in the middle of it. It's brilliant. Ah, look at that bear. Let me see here. Is that all of them? Yeah, I guess so. This um, this lollipop's making giving me weird feelings. This is a crazy website. So, Max Switch is a sandwich. Tam Tam is ice cream in a cup. Cool Coo Donut is a donut ice cream. Hmm. So, there you go. There you have it. <laughs> hey, calm down. Calm down. Don't want to make things weird now, do we? So, there you go. I just... I finally got a chance to check out some of my Instagram stuff. I don't send that kind of... I don't send too much ridiculous shit. What's this? Oh, we've, done, we've definitely done that one. What's this? This is great. Sure, let's just do this one. Round two. Yeah. Next time, listen. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love having fun for fucking 45 minutes and calling it a day. Um, I did want to get to some weird-ass articles. Uh, let's go ahead and start with Procter & Gamble. So this is courtesy of Top Class Action Lawsuits. If you're ever looking to make a quick book off of shit you no longer have receipts for anymore, go to topclassactions.com and see if there's any purchases available on there that you can take advantage of because nobody keeps their receipts for deodorant that they bought six years ago, but you know that you buy it like every two months. Um, it's a way for the consumer to get back a little bit of money that they spent on defective products or products that maybe weren't so good or blah, 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 or weren't as natural as you'd expect them to be. So topclassactionlawsuits.com. 
Also, just want to FYI, um, this episode is brought to you by Magic Mind. Go to magicmind.co slash learn for more information. Try it for two weeks and feel the difference for yourself. Magicmind.com slash co dot co slash learn. Um, I've also decorated my Christmas tree behind me. I went, I found like a, I went to this church and I found like a, a little tiny spruce that was coming out of the ground. It was, it was literally like two feet tall. And I just ripped it right out of the ground, brought it back to the house, and freaking stuck it in a in a prego jar. And then boom, now I got a Christmas tree. It's got lights on it, it's got hangy balls, and the little angel that goes in the top, it's a magic mind bottle. I literally took a magic mind bottle, washed it out, put it on top of the thingy, and uh, there you go. And I got um, Matterin the turtle from uh, Stephen King's It uh, lying next to it. So there we have it. I um, I got a Christmas tree. There you go. You're welcome. Jewish people don't get mad at me. Procter & Gamble benzene aerosol products. Lawsuit. $8 million class action settlement. Courtesy December 9th. Agreed to pay. Procter & Gamble agreed to pay $8 million as part of a settlement to resolve claims its aerosolized products containing benzene, a known carcinogen. Consumers do not need to provide proof of purchase in order to benefit. Procter & Gamble benefit, we'll look up what benzene is. Uh, consumers who purchased Secret, which is for women, Old Spice, which was for men, Pantene, which is for women, Waterless, Aussie, for women, Herbal Essences, for women, or Hair Food, Aerosol, Antiperspirant, Deodorant, Body Spray, Dry Shampoo, or Dry Conditioner products between 2015 and 2021. According to the last suit against P&G, aerosol products sold by the company's brands were contaminated with benzene. Benzene is, a, is formed both naturally in volcanoes and forest fires and through synthetic products such as the production of crude oil and gasoline. Well, everything's made out of... Everything's made from fucking crude oil and gasoline. What do you expect? All plastic products are made from crude oil and gasoline. According to the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention, although the chemical is used to make plastics and other synthetics, benzene is a carcinogen associated with leukemia. Procter & Gamble recalled several of its aerosol products in December of 2021 due to benzene contamination, uh, according to the plaintiffs. Several class action lawsuits followed these recalls, claiming that consumers wouldn't have purchased the products if they had knew the aerosol items would expose them to a known carcinogen. True. Plaintiffs in the consolidated case sought refunds for purchased P&G, Procter & Gamble, aerosol products and compensation for false advertising. P&G, of course, hasn't admitted any wrongdoing, but agreed to pay an $8 million class action lawsuit settlement to resolve these allegations. Under the Procter & Gamble settlement, class members can receive a cash payment based on the number of products they purchased and whether they provide a proof of purchase. Now, if you don't think this is wor isn't worth your time, check this out. Each eligible product is results in $3.50 in cash or a voucher for the same product. Um, $5 for Old Spice, $6 for Aussie, $7 for Old Spice Secret, Herbalist is $9 for Pantene or Waterless, $10 for Hair Food. Class members can claim up to three eligible products without proof of purchase for a maximum payment of $10.50 or applicable vouchers. So, if uh, Chase, can you not rub your asshole on the love sack, please? I'd really, really appreciate it. You know I gotta clean that thing, you know. Or you could learn how to use the bidet. Um, those paws are no excuse. So, if you've got, if you've got uh, five seconds to go to this website, in you know another 20 seconds to fill out your information you've literally within a couple minutes you've made ten dollars and fifty cents okay so if you average it out how much do you make an hour twenty dollars an hour twenty five dollars an hour thirty dollars an hour 
Are you on salary? So if you've got two minutes, you can make a quick 10 bucks. And if you check this thing like, you know, every few days, you can make yourself a decent amount of cash uh, because shit's expensive. Although I have to admit some things are definitely going down in price. Um, gas has gone down in price. Food prices at like regular convenience stores has gone up. But, you know, auto parts, well, my auto parts, because I'm not a fucking idiot who buys expensive cars that actually are literally just stupid to stupid to repair and blah, blah, blah. I buy cheap cars that have low price tags and low repair bills. Um, where was I going with that? I have no fucking idea. I just kind of went that road and apparently the road's got a dead end. So we're going to move on. Um, but go ahead and check out Top Class and Action Lawsuits uh, at least a few times, a couple times a week. Fill out your information on stuff that you have purchased. Don't lie. Don't commit perjury. Um, and get yourself some extra cash for uh, the, the holiday season. Now, you probably won't see these checks for several, several months. You may even see, not even see some of them for a year. They'll just come in the mail big like, surprise, here's $38. And I'm like, yay. You know, so. Um, and as far as taxes go, you're on your own with that. Um, so there you go. Procter and Gamble. Now this is what any drug company does. Any car company does. It's like, let's put together this product. What, first of all, we're going to look together. What, what is benzene? Let's see. B E N Z E N E. CDC facts about benzene. What is benzene? Benzene is a chemical that is colorless or light yellow liquid at room temperature. It has a sweet odor and is highly flammable. Nice. Benzene evaporates into the air very quickly. Its vapor is heavier than air and may sink into low-flying areas. Benzene dissolves, slightly, uh, dissolves only slightly in water and will float on top of water. Uh, where is it found? Formed from both natural processes and human activities. Natural sources of benzene include volcanoes and forest fires. Benzene is also a natural part of crude oil, gasoline, and cigarette smoke. Benzene is widely used in the United States. It ranks in the top 20 chemicals from production volume. Some industries use benzene to make other chemicals that are used to make plastics, resins, nylon, synthetic fibers. Benzene is also used to make some types of lubricants, ooh, rubbers, oh, oh, dyes, hmm, detergents, hmm, drugs, hmm, and pesticides. Ow! How could you be exposed to benzene? Outdoor air contains low levels of benzene from tobacco, smoke, gas stations, motor, site, motor vehicle exhausts, and industrial emissions. Uh, indoor air generally contains levels of benzene higher than those in outdoor. Comes in from products and contain benzene, such as glue, paints, furniture, wax, and detergents. Air is hazardous waste, gas stations, okay, blah, blah, blah. A major source of benzene exposure is tobacco smoke. Uh, immediate signs of exposure to benzene. Drowsy, dizziness, rapid or regular heartbeat. <laughs> that's fucking, that, that's normal for me. Headaches, tremors, confusion, unconsciousness, and death. Immediate signs of, well, <laughs> how do you know you've had benzene? I'm dead. I'm just, I'm just dead. How do you know? Too much benzene. Uh, eating food or drinking beverages containing high levels of benzene cause falling within minutes. Vomiting, diarrhea, fucking sleepiness, convulsions. Okay. Long-term health exposure. Mm, some women who breathe high levels of benzene for many months had regular menstrual periods and decrease in the size of their ovaries. So they breathed in. Okay. Where is the part where causes cancer? 
Long-term exposures on the blood, uh, decrease in red blood cells leading to anemia can also cause excessive bleeding that can affect the immune system. Um, let's see. Remove your clothing, washing yourself, how benzene poisoning is treated. How can you get more information? So this is from the emergency.cdc.gov on benzene. I love it. It's it's great that these companies are looking out for our best interest. So they just take these chemicals, they put them in there. It's like, what can we do with this chemical? Okay, it can do. It has this type of application. It creates this type of aerosol, and it, and it stays active for this many hours. So can we use it? Add on, can we add it on a product? Yes, we can. Can we sell that product and make money? Yes, we can. Will there be possible litigation in the future? Most likely. Will the amount of money we make off the product outpace the amount of money we pay out for legal damages? Yes. Get it on the shelves at Walgreens, Rite Aid, CVS, Target, Walmart, Kroger, anywhere possible, as soon as possible. Well, what about the people we might infect or or kill? Fuck them. That's all they care about. That's all they care about with benzene. That's all they care about with any product. And this is Procter & Gamble. Procter & Gamble does not give a shit. Procter & Gamble makes everything. It's like when I talked about like um, companies to boycott, you know, or co co companies to boycott, countries to boycott, that was a hard um, – speaking of which, I have to update that. Italy is officially off my boycott list because they got that new crazy bitch over there who's the prime minister or whatever, the president of Italy, and she's a fucking badass apparently. So they're off my shit list. So I look forward to buying Italian shit. Oh, that's right. I already did start buying Italian shit again. I bought two pairs of Italian loafers. I meet some balls. So as far as Procter & Gamble – what is Procter & Gamble? Let's look up. I'll tell you how much – Procter & Gamble – I'll look that up in the meantime – when I boycotted countries or when I boycotted um, um, when I boycotted products or manufacturers, the two hardest for me to do, um, third hardest was California because of wine. The f first was China is actually not too bad. So boycotting shit from China is is hard. I would say it's the hardest. Because it's in clothes, it's in electronics, it's in all kinds of stuff. Now, I have this like 90-10 rule where 90% of the like, – because I do make mistakes. I'll buy electronics or something like that or I'll buy this product like I grabbed it from the shelf in the last minute. And then I'll look at it and I go, god damn it, it's made from China. Like I got two pairs of beautiful shoes from Asics and I said to, I said to myself, if these Asics come in the mail and it says made in China underneath the lip of the shoe, I'm sending them back. I came back. And it was like made in, I don't know, Myanmar or Pakistan or not Pakistan. Where the fuck is it? I don't know. Let me, let me grab it. Let me grab a shoot. I got this beautiful ASIC here. It's got a little bit of sand from the doggy park. This one is made in Cambodia. So I'm not going to try to put the shoe back on because I'm doing a podcast. Um, taking it off is much easier. So uh, I've made a real strong effort, a legitimate effort, to reduce and or eliminate all products I buy from China. Now, am I able to do the same thing with like consumer products that I go to the store to get? Well, I'm gonna about to sh I'm about to show you how how difficult it can be to avoid 
Procter & Gamble products. Now, it's not terrible, but it is definitely the second hardest thing when you're not paying attention to what you're doing. So let me go to our brands. Brands. They got a lot of them. So let me see if I can zoom down here. Okay. All right. Let me get this thingy on. There we go. So iconic brands you can trust in your home. So Loves, I don't have a baby. I don't have to worry about that. Charlie Banana, baby diapers, once again, don't care. Underwear, uh, that's all baby stuff. Bounce, fabric care. So if you're a chick and you're, and you're doing laundry or whatever, um, here you go. Downy, Era, Bounce, Cheer, Gain, Tide, Bounty. So like if you're washing clothes, these all these are all the products I have to avoid, okay? If I'm uh, paper towels, so puffs, Charmin, Bounty, they make all that. Feminine care, always, Tampax. So if you're a chick, harder. Grooming products, Gillette, because Gillette, this is what started it off for me was when Gillette did that, um, you know, toxic masculinity fucking commercial. And I said, all right, Gillette, why don't you suck all my balls? Uh, Braun, they, they make shavers. And then... I believe they also make, um, what do you call it? Old Spice, but I'm going to keep moving on this. Or I think Old Spice is a Gillette product, but let me click on that just to be sure. Because I was, oh, I'll, I'll continue going because it, it doesn't get any easier here. So you got Head and Shoulders, you got Herbal Essence, Old Spice, there it is. So Old Spice, product of, of uh, Procter & Gamble. Uh, Dawn, Gain, Febreze, Cascade. Microban, uh, Mr. Clean Magic Eraser, so they have the Mr. Clean product, uh, Swiffer, Salvo, and then, of course, for me, Oral products. So I had to switch to Colgate and get away from Oral-B because Crest, uh, Crest is a Procter & Gamble product, Scope. So look what I have to freaking, I have to deal with here. A line probiotic, I don't have to worry about that. Pepto-Bismol, I don't really use that. VIX, VIX is one of those things I really got to be careful. I have to buy like the store brand or buy like a, a different company like Mucinex or whatever. Um, so VIX has like their, you know, they got the whole NyQuil line and, and DayQuil line. Uh, skin and personal care, Ivory Soap, Olay Soap. What else do I got here? So... This is the vast, there's, I think there's more, but no, well, I'll, I'll take it from their website. You have to basically, when you're going into the grocery store, uh, or you're going to the regular department store and you're going in and to check out all this, you know, grab stuff, you have to be like, you have to be selective. It's like counting calories or checking the, lo the label on back of stuff. You got to really like pay attention to what you're doing. Otherwise you are supporting these companies. Now, I don't know where they get the, I don't know where they get the, uh, the ingredients for some of these products, but um, these are things that I have to, I, as somebody who's cognizant of where I purchase from, it's like, all right, well, they can take your money, but they don't have to take mine. So these are companies that, like I said, Procter & Gamble, $8 million, and these are their brands. So it's like, okay, well, I officially don't trust you. Now, are there other companies that you can buy from if it's not Procter & Gamble? and get your soaps and your dishwashers and your your toothbrushes and your vapor rubs and stuff like that. Well, I believe I believe it's Palm Olive. So Palm Olive, uh, let me double check here. Palm Olive dish detergent. There we go. Colmate, Colgate Palm Olive. So our brands. 
So discover all the brands. So if you want to, if you want to steer away, if you want to actually learn how to like boycott a company, um, especially a company as large as Procter and Gamble, um, then you basically look like you have to look for another large distributor. So Colgate Palm Olive, Colgate makes toothpaste, Palm Olive dish soap. All right, there's two wins right there. There's two uses in the house that you use on a daily basis. So, uh, what else? So Colgate toothpaste, personal hygiene products, palm olive, soap, um, soft soap, so hand washing soap, uh, soap for the shower, pet nutrition, hills, there you go, uh, stuff for under your armpits, speed stick, lady speed stick, Murphy oil soaps, uh, I don't know what Meridol is, but I don't use it, Irish spring soap, love it, palm olive ultra dish soap, Tom's of Maine, uh, Ajax, awesome, Cleaning up your bathroom, cleaning up all kinds of stuff. Uh, let's see what else we got. Pine saw. So pine saw for cleaning up your, your wood floors. Fabuloso for the uh, Latino version of cleaning up your wood floors. And what else they got? Fluffy, Hello, Supla. I mean, so you can actually mitigate a lot of the purchases that you'd be getting from Palm Olive and use Colgate, or excuse me, from Procter & Gamble and swing over to Colgate Palm Olive. So what was Protex? Oh, it was a liquid hand soap. So there's a lot that you can do to clearly make a difference. And obviously, if you are, if you want to shape the economy or if you want to change the world, you change it with your pocketbook. You change it with your money. So that's the best. That's the best way to do it is to hurt them, hurt them with it, hit hit them where their wallet is, and that is essentially how you want to do things. Um, I know that they. I mean, it is just me. They don't give a shit about me. But if you do pay attention, enough people do pay attention to it. Uh, imagine if on Twitter, like, hashtag boycott fucking Procter & Gamble became a thing. That would hurt them. Ha hashtag boycott Facebook. A bunch of people start undoing their Facebooks. Or hashtag boycott TikTok. Or hashtag boycott taxes. I mean, it, it's, you know, hashtag boycott Pfizer. Imagine that. Like you could actually make a difference if, if it gets viral, it absolutely can hurt the pocketbooks of these companies that, obviously, they want to control the market. They want to make money. It's all about profit. Um, and this is that is one of the way it can happen if you just continually say talk about it, and people make a conscientious effort to actually be like, oh, I'm not going to buy that product. But like I've said before. I always drive by and I see that giant ass line at Starbucks and I just shake my fucking head, especially today. And it's like, you don't need to go there. You don't need to go there. You don't need to go there. And you went there. You just spent $6 on a cup of coffee and fucking 5 to $7 on that stupid ass breakfast biscuit fucking thing. And it's like, ugh, you're just a piece of shit at that point. They don't listen. They never will. So, but I'll keep talking about it. And I'll keep putting the tinfoil hat on my head because they it seemingly lie, have been lying about everything lately. Like, <clears throat> you know, Kanye is wrong. It's not the Jews that control everything. It's just not. Uh, I hate to break it to him, but it's he's a little, mis he's a little off. It's these governments. These governments that... Um, 
are in bed with a lot of these large companies. Like the Twitter the Twitter situation that's been unfolding that you've been reading about for the past week about, oh, we never censored anybody. We never shadow banned anybody. We would never censor tweets or whatever. Then it turns out Elon Musk's like, oh, yeah, I'll check this out. And the next thing you know, they lied about that. Um, all the evidence that's been coming out about the whole freaking COVID um, vaccine and, and booster and all that stuff. I just heard a commercial for it today and I just kind of shook my head. Um, there was some there's some science about the possible uh, possible heart problems or clots or something to that effect. That's if you go on YouTube and you check out uh, Dr. John Campbell, I think it's John Campbell. He's uh, he's going through some of the science that's n- now taking place <coughs> with the um, with these with the side effects because this thing has this vaccine slash jab slash booster slash bivariant whatever the fuck it is bivalent thingy they stick in your arm um remember it's only been on the market for mm, two years officially two years in december in december when it is december so officially two years this thing wait two years yeah two years it's been on the market it was released uh last presidential election so it's only been on the market for two years. They had essentially six months to develop it. Supposedly they've been developing over six months. So you don't know the long-term side effects of it. There's a lot of signs coming out that really it's like it makes people shiver with anger. So um, all of this stuff, it, it really is. It's like they just fucking lie about everything. They have no – and then, of course, the whole Venmo thing. It's like if you were paid more than $600 on Venmo, it's like, okay, we're going to send you an automated freaking – thingy having to claim it on your taxes or if you don't claim it on your taxes they're gonna audit the shit out of you it's like okay well most of your governors and your and your senators and your congressmen and your speaker of the house were you know manipulating the stock market on a daily basis and signing contracts with these fucking companies and then uh selling their stock off uh after the deal was done or they sold their stock off before the the, uh, stock market crashed back in 2020 so um, leaving the leaving the general public to suffer. You never told us about it. You don't disclose any of this sh- information to uh, to us, and they just move around their day, de- move on with your day. And then you want to audit us, and you guys are essentially got diplomatic immunity. You're above the law, apparently. So why should I trust you? Trust you or the companies that you're connected with? Uh, at all. So I mean, if you feel like lying to the government, I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Um. Anyways, that's kind of all I have to say about that. I do want to finish up. Where the f- get out of here? Windows. Windows is not genuine. Yeah, whatever. Shut up. I don't care. We okay. I'm at 36 minutes. We're gonna go ahead and close up shop with some Q&A, which I have not done in a very, very long time. And I, I'll be honest, I kind of miss it. Kind of miss it. So let's go ahead and get back to that. I want to see what uh, what first world problems are are like lately. Let's see. Um, second monitor. Nope. Article monitor. There we go. By the way, if you want to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Also, check out my affiliate link for the Weeble app. You'll get yourself some free stocks. Don't buy crypto. Just get regular stocks. Or just deposit your account, deposit money into your account, and you'll get free stocks, which in turn, if you use the affiliate link, will give me free stocks as well. Thank you very much. And of course, if you want to get uh, if you want to get energized and smart during the day, go ahead and check out my other affiliate. Um, who the fuck is it? Oh yeah, MagicMind.co/learn. They got a new formula out too. Um, so go ahead and check that out. MagicMind.co/learn for more information. 
Here we go. Dig.com Q&A. I've noticed that some traffic lights uh, now allow pedestrians to advance a few seconds before vehicles as a safety measure, which I think is great. But the other day, the cyclist in front of me advanced early along with the pedestrians. I'm sick of cyclists and their sense of entitlement, so I started honking at him. He flipped me the bird, and a couple of pedestrians gave me the stink eye. Was I really in the wrong? Um, let's see. The, on the other day, the cyclist in front of me advanced early along with the pedestrians. I'm sick of cyclists and their, and their sense of entitlement. Yeah, I, I know. I get it. I get it. But at an intersection, at an intersection, you have to treat cyclists and pedestrians like vehicles. If the cyclist is taking too long to get the fuck out of the way, or the pedestrian is taking too long to get out of the walkway, or the car is sitting there because some asshole's on his cell phone, he's looking down texting, he's not paying attention to the fact that the light is green, you do it. You follow traffic decorum. Somebody's blocking in your intersection, you lay on the horn and you shame them in front of everyone. That is, nothing pisses me off more. Two things. One, you're in the left-hand lane and you're doing the speed limit. Or you're basically, you're in the left lane and you're not allowing oncoming traffic to move. I don't care if you're doing 9,000 miles an hour. If you're in the left lane and you're not moving over to the right, I hate you and I want you to die. The second one, of course, is people who block intersections because you just want to get, first of all, you're stuck there. If you block an intersection, if you go into an intersection not paying not paying attention to the flow of traffic in front of you and the light turns red and you end up blocking the intersection for other people to get through, therefore causing a massive traffic delay, you should be honked at. You should be, and I mean, lay on the horn fucking shamed. Absolutely. People need to be shamed in public. Um, if you hit your kids in public, you should be shamed. If you block an intersection with your stupid ass Buick LeSabre, you should be shamed. Uh, if you smell bad in a in a fuck in a uh, in a in a uh, grocery store line, you should be shamed. If you're talking loudly on your phone, you should uh, in public, in like a grocery aisle or in front of kids, or especially if you're swearing, you should be shamed. Bringing back shaming would be a wonderful thing, and I think so. Fix a lot of problems in America, or it could cause a murder in public. But we'll see. Uh, moving on to the next one. I just went home with my girlfriend to meet her parents and her siblings and their spouses for Thanksgiving. Everything about the trip went well, except one thing that really is bothering me. What's bothering you? There was an infant and two puppies in the house when we visited, and my girlfriend called them the exact same pet names she calls me. Honey, baby, etc. Okay. Her, her siblings did the same with their husbands. I'm not a dog or a three-month-old. I'm mad and I want her to call me something separate. When I told her, she was weird about it and has been avoiding pet names ever since. How do I get her on the same page? Um, terms of endearment are a way to show infection. And why don't you quit being a fucking bitch? And just... Unless you are a bitch. Um, just quit being a bitch. Who cares? What do you care what your girlfriend calls you? As long as she calls you in general. I just get over it. It's a, such a first world problem. Moving on to the next one. Come on, let's get something. Let's get, let's get real here. I did say they were first world problems. For many years, my wife and I have donated items to charitable agencies. I have been a blood donor for many years. Sometimes I get a thank you item, such as a t-shirt with words on it indicating that I donated. Fuck that. If you're going to donate blood, you should get paid. Uh, I'm not comfortable donating a t-shirt with such a message. The person who receives it might not be a blood donor. 
while wearing it, the person might be thanked by someone who sees the shirt. The person would have wouldn't have the right to steal the glory and puff out his chest. It's a shame to trash a shirt. Do you have a suggestion of what to do with such an item? Yeah, wash your floors or your counters with it, or cut it into a bunch of little pieces and use it as fucking coasters for your water, or yeah, use it to like wipe things down. You know, you don't know what to do with fabric, you stupid fuck. You know? Jesus Christ, you people are dumb. This person's a fucking idiot. Puff out his chest because he's not a... <laughs> About four months ago, we were asked to return to the office two amazing years of, after two amazing years of working from home. First two days a week, then Monday to Thursday. We are a five-person design studio with three associates who own it. And one of them got a dog, Papito about a year ago who's your good boy the dog is an absolute nightmare the owner has tried a bit of training with the help of a trainer but i don't see much effort or authority on her end to actually correct her dog's behavior he chews on everything bites people when we walk around the office loves to counter surf and other surfaces that matter and plays with loud toys with a, a, a dog that another person that works here sometimes brings even that dog gets tired of playing with Pepito though and has to be locked up and i'm completely in awe that i'm neither of the two associates said anything to her about it and just normalize everything the dog does. This has made the work environment completely dreadful to me. The constant yelling at the dog trying to make him stop the shenanigans he is always up to. Being alert when I have to when I have lunch so he doesn't try to eat it. That I don't get attacked when I'm finally leaving is causing me stress. We have always had meetings at the end of the year, and I thought maybe I could bring it up at that time, but I'm sure the best way to discuss it because I'm also planning on asking for a raise. Do you have any suggestions for the situation? I feel like I'm trapped and I'm seriously considering if I don't get a raise and this dog thing continues looking for another job. Um, I would talk to your other coworkers and then I would obviously bring it up. The And also, remember, dogs and children, same thing. You have to take care of them. You have to treat them right. You have to train them. You have to teach them. You have to discipline them. You have to do that. Otherwise, they're just going to be rampant little shitbags. No different than a beautiful child brought into the world via natural birth or C-section. I don't judge. That's what I was. I got the fucking umbilical cord wrapped around me when I was in there. Thank God for the doctor. <laughs> that's the one doctor I really do appreciate. Hey, thanks for unhooking me. You know, that's one thing. Um, but, yeah, you got you to gotta do that. Like, Chase was with me all day today. I mean, he got to go play in the park, run around the island, you know. But when we were in the car, such a good boy, doesn't eat anything, just lays there and chills out, looks looks around, doesn't bark, just just a great, just a, a beautiful heartbeat. But you have to train them and, and let them know it's like this is fine, don't do this. You do that and they'll be great. You don't do that and they'll be little terrors. So if you're thinking about leaving, well, get your resume ready. My husband, my husband's dentist called, mumbling something about a dental practice and asked, Mr. Jones, question mark, because I'm a female, because I thought I was a, it was a tele telemarketer, I asked, do I sound like Mr. Jones? And the lady said, sorry, and hung up. When my husband got home, I told him what happened, and he called them back. A few days later, they called again, asking for Joseph Jones. At least they asked for him by his full name this time. But again, I thought it was a telemarketer, so I asked who was calling before giving my husband the phone. I told him later that they should really learn telephone etiquette, and he said, it's not my job. <laughs> so I took it on myself to, and wrote him a letter explaining what had happened and saying that it, hoped that it was more helpful than rude. 
However, when I gave the letter to my husband to proofread, he said not to send it, and that was more rude, and that it was more rude than helpful. Is he right? I don't expect them to write a write to Miss Manners anytime soon, but I'm not going to just tell anyone who calls asking for my husband whether he's home or not. Okay, you just okay. If somebody calls and be like, "May I ask who's calling?" That's it. May I ask who's calling? That's gonna solve all your problems. Okay. I've called people, sir, and they ended up being a, 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 a bam uh, or a miss. I've done it a couple times in the last few weeks. And it's like, all right, well, sorry. You sound like a fucking dude. What do you want me to tell you? Not my fault. It's not my problem. But you try to get it right. But the fact is, is like, who's calling? Who's calling? Who do you want to talk to? Okay. And besides, it's his, it's his dentist. So let him handle it. Uh, final one, <clears throat> and then we'll call it for good to, for today. I think I But how bad of an idea is it to move in with someone you have a crush on? My friend is building a yurt and invited me there to live with him. What is a yurt? We've been close for a few years, and sometimes I've thought there might be more between us. But I know that may not be possible, and I'm okay with just being friends too. No, you're not. That's a lie. Don't admit, don't don't lie to yourself. As long as we're always part of each other's lives. Eh, nope, also a lie. You're fucking settling short. That's not cool. Don't do that. I always need to move anyways. I also need to move anyway and have been considering my options. So the timing is natural. But I worry that in cl close proximity, it might make things even more complicated between us. I wouldn't move in with them. But first of all, what's a yurt? A yurt? Right? Is that it? A yurt? What's a yurt? Y-U-R-T. Is it like a two-person thingy or? Ooh. A yurt from the Turkish language or Mongolian is a portable round tent covered with skins or felt used as a dwelling by several distinct nomadic groups in the steppes of Central Asia. Angle assembly. Okay. Let me uh, let me go, do some brave images here. Oh, this looks kind of cool. This is nice. Where's the toilet, though? That's what I want to know. That toilet better be closed off. This is nice. I like this. That's not so much, but these things are kind of cool. Check out this. Hey, bro, you want to see my yurt? Well, I feel so. I do. Thank you. Um, those are pretty cool. It's like a studio apartment. Builds a modern yurt. This one's got, like, bedding up here, and it's got nice lighting. I'm a fan. What is that? Ooh, look at this yurt. Four adventurous and romantic yurt rentals in Colorado. So the bed's up here. And I shelving. This is nice. This is nice. I'm a fan. Man, this is a fucking... This is a weekend getaway to pound town. Um, yeah. Look at this. This one's got a freaking hot stove right in the middle. Pellet stove right in the middle. You can... You can I mean, there was another one up here that had like a... Oh, look at this one. This one's got a fucking... Look at that. It's got a porch and shit. That's nice. This is cool. This is some cool stuff. Like, this is awesome. There was one up here. Oh, look at that. So this one's got like a, you know, patio. It's a cottage. Instead of a yurt, it's a cottage. Same thing. Whatever. This is cool. So what's your problem? What the fuck's your issue? Where is this? Um, Was I wrong to... Okay. Um... Okay, my friend is building a yurt and invited me to live there with him. We've been close for a year. So, okay, so 
All right, so, I, I mean, he invited you to move there. Is he starting a cult? And first of all, unless you really know somebody and are cool with everything that you guys do for one another and with each other and all other stuff, the space, you know, a studio space is tough. Let a, a one-bedroom apartment, uh, one-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment can definitely have some obstacles for sure. Uh, personal space, bathroom time, bathroom etiquette. Another thing. Uh, kitchen, kitchen etiquette, kitchen space, cleaning up after one another. Now try doing that in like a studio. Now try doing that in a yurt. You better, you better really like vacationing with one another. Otherwise, this is gonna be uh, like taking mushrooms you haven't, you know, haven't figured out yet. It's gonna be a bad trip. So I would maybe considering getting your own place, you know. Or possibly getting murdered in a ute. I don't know. I mean, it's really up to you. I don't give a shit what you do either way. But, you know, really consider all your options before finally caving into the yurt. Um, but if you do decide, hey, you know, good luck to you. In the meantime, we are at 50 minutes. I think we are done for today. If you have questions, concerns, comments, go ahead and email me. Positive sarcasm at outlook.com. And, of course, supporting the podcast is easy. PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. If you like listening to the audio version of this podcast, anywhere where podcasts are available, I had to fix the freaking Substack. The Substack was fucked up for some reason. It's like, oh, it just, it just, the feed stopped in October. I'm like, hey, I'm, uh, this is like the 295th episode. So what the fuck? Um, can we move this along, please? Uh, so I couldn't find the rest of the feed. So I had to reconnect the feed. Then boom, there now it's there. And I feel so much better. I mean, I'm assuming it's there. Let me go ahead and click on this. Let me click on positive sarcasm. There we go. Hey, I'll show you. I'll show you the feed really quick while we're still here. Um, there we go. So yeah, just go to if you are if you are into Substack, go to positive sarcasm. Uh, find me, find me positive sarcasm at Substack. Uh, positive sarcasm m But just look for positive sarcasm podcast on Substack. That should pop up too. Uh, but I did fix the feed and everything is, or at least I thought I did. If you go to the, yeah, go to the home and the last one was up there was Robocop San Francisco. So there you go. Go ahead and check all that shit out. I think it's, yeah, that's good. Okay. Anyways, anywhere where podcasts are available, you know, podcast addict, Apple, I, I, Apple podcasts, fucking Stitcher, Google play, whatever, Spotify, you know, they're all in there. And of course, if you want to go ahead and check me out, uh, video version of this podcast, rumble.com. Uh, go look for positive sarcasm there. And of course, still available at this time on facebook.com slash POS sarcasm. So in the meantime, uh, positive sarcasm.com slash donate, email me, uh, positive sarcasm at outlook.com. Thank you for listening, watching and subscribing. And I'll talk to you all next week. I think one more, one or two more. And then we're going to take a, uh, holiday break and then we'll be back in the new year with some new complaints recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.